I think a lot of times mm-hmm. us photographers, we are trying to like hide behind our photos. Like we're just trying to put everyone else out there. Look at this really amazing photo. But what I found is that people, like when I share a picture of myself or yeah, a picture or video of myself, I get more likes and more engagement with that than any other piece of content. So yes, I, yes, I really want us creatives to really just lean into sharing our story, like sharing how you got to where you are, like how, what even got you to being a wedding photographer? Welcome to the Light and Dark Podcast, where you can grow your community, build your business, and have fun doing it. I'm Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield. We are two wedding photographers forging our way in these sometimes lonely places of the entrepreneurial world, looking for a way to create community and a feeling of belonging. Deciding to join forces, we began our journey to teach a workshop that was inclusive of our very different yet equally creative styles, leading to the undertaking of the Light and Dark Workshop. Wanting to help more creatives than we could face-to-face, we decided to take our collective experience and start a podcast. And here we are today. If you're a creative entrepreneur looking for community and education, you've come to the right place. So grab a cup of coffee. Or a Red Bull. And buckle up for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, Today, we are talking with Ray Whitney. She is here. She is a photographer uh, out of the Houston, Texas area and also Washington, D.C. Um, and she, uh, so she's taken her business from like just an idea to over, you know, six figures in under five years, which is insane and crazy and uh, and super impressive awesome Um, (laughs) yeah like she also teaches the photobomb academy and uh yeah so ray whitney welcome to the podcast thank you so much hi everybody hi facebook i'm so excited to be here and chat it up with you guys yeah so today uh just just so y'all know before we get into uh to everything we're going to be talking about um creating content to grow your social media. Um, Ray is awesome at this. I've watched some of the, she's been posting like some behind the scenes uh, branding sessions she's been doing. And I'm like, okay, yes, cool. I might, uh, those too. I might need to book one of these. That looks like a lot of fun. So much fun. <laughs> come on, I would love to. I can come to College Station and shoot with you guys. Ooh, yeah, that would yeah, be, be fun. fun. We, yeah. we do need uh, some updated uh, podcast photos. We do. Because we Look, took ours. <laughs> we took ours with a uh, with a that. tripod when we were a uh, teaching a podcast or not a podcast uh, teaching a workshop in San Diego, and found this like really cool like '70s style uh, motel. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was like pretty- a motel slash coffee shop, and they had just completely outdone everything. It had really '70s. Yeah, vibe it was all like '70s. Yeah, it was super fun. And, nice. Yeah, and I, I like asked the barista. I was like, "Hey, is it cool if we take some photos here?" And she happened to be the manager and was like, "Yes, that would be great." And like, she took us around to all these different places and was like, "You should get photos here. You should do photos over here." And uh, brought so, us into yeah. one of the rooms and was like, mm-hmm. "Look at these rooms. The rooms are all like different themed and like super fun. So cool. Yeah, but, oh, yeah it was fun. Yeah. Don't you love when people just like let you shoot and they're not like, <laughs> right. well, actually, I'm like, uh-huh. come on, yes." Yeah. 
Yeah, we were like, yeah, we'll we'll share all these photos with you. You are welcome to use any of these. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's the best whenever they're just totally down for whatever. They're like, yeah, have at it. Like, I will go open up the penthouse suite, and y'all can go in there, and it's got like a full kitchen and everything. Like, that's our our photo that we use for uh, the podcast. Love that. Is yeah. right there, and and it was cool. Yeah, it was I definitely. Fun. I mean, anytime that we're going back to the San Diego area, I'm definitely going to stop by there. Um, which oh, I, I want to stay there next time. I know. It yeah. It was so cool. It was yeah. so cool. Yeah. I was supposed to be going to San Diego for Hustle and Hills, which um, with Michelle Harris, but it got postponed to 2021. So I'm yep. like, I was so excited about, I went to San Diego last year for um, Amy Porterfield. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. With AP, which nice. was my first That's time. Awesome. That's so cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I bet that was that was great. I've been wanting to uh, to go to one of her conferences or something uh, yeah. for a while. Yeah, like, I listen to her podcast pretty regularly. Love it when you guys when we if we get to talking about the three things. That's definitely one of my faves. I'm a big. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's even more exciting because I've been like in talks with her team uh, very recently. With you know. Okay. Um, with my digital course because I created my digital course using her, you know, her course. DCA, mm-hmm. And so I'm a DCA or I'm like a list builder society. I literally have all her products. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. That's so cool. So hopefully I'll be on the podcast. That would be awesome. Okay. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll send her an email and be like, Hey, you need to have Ray on your show. <laughs> I've literally talked with so many of her people and, um, because I've launched a few times and mm-hmm. all the things and then the, the big push with black creatives, black, you know, all of the things. So I yeah. was like, yeah, me, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah but it, I love her. I love the way that she teaches. Um, and so we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you. That would be really cool. Um, so, so, Ray, tell us a little bit about you. Um, you know, what, what kind of photography do you love doing? Where are you based? I mean, I kind of already said Houston and DC and all that, but you, you kind of get into it now. Yeah, for sure. So, um, again, I am Ray Whitney. I am a wedding and portrait photographer for the chic and modern is like what I like to say, but I specialize in weddings and engagements and branding sessions for the most part. Um, sometimes I do some family sessions with past like clients or like minis. Um, mm-hmm. For the most part, it's couples and like branding. So I am based in Houston. So Houston is like my new expanded piece of the Ray Whitney Photography and Photobomb Academy. Um, but I started my business in DC about going on nine years ago and this is my fifth year full-time nice. um, I went to Howard University I was I majored in finance and accounting so I'm like a numbers geek. oh wow and then I just like I've always not a bad thing for now that I'm a business owner running your own business oh yeah <laughs> oh, that's, well. that's yeah. not very that's common <laughs> for photographers and creatives to have that kind of business mind too oh. and in numbers oh. I always thought I was going to be an accountant because I loved numbers as a kid I do. And yeah. yeah like I would 
uh, my my parents like to tell this story to like embarrass me, um, <laughs> but I'm I'm like yeah no I, I I've always liked numbers this is great uh, but the I, when I was probably like eight or nine I would go around and uh, and ask people their names and then I would figure out the numerical value of each letter in their name <laughs> and then add it up and I'm like your name is forty seven. <laughs> And that was me as a kid walking around church, just like, hey, what's your name, Allison? Okay. And, yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother level of like number geeking. I, I've never even considered that. So, but we are on the same wavelength. I, I definitely love numbers. Um, I'm always like calculating something in my head. Like even on this podcast, I might run you guys some percentages because it's just, I'm just known to do it. Um, I think like that. So, but it works because photography is numbers, you know, ISO scale, aperture scale, shutter scale, Kelvin, mm -hmm. it's all numbers, all that, yep. right? And so when I learned that, um, I took this, so I've always had a passion in photography since I was a little girl, I always just was like taking pictures, making photo collages and whatever, but I didn't, you know, shoot in manual, I just was just had a camera and you, whatever, and so was working in corporate America, found out about this course um, in photography, how you can be professional. And so I took it, um, it was like six months, and I learned that I learned all the number scale. And like when I saw that it was a number scale, I was like, is this real life? Like, this is for me, this is for me, I am for this, you know? Uh -huh. So really like understanding the technical side, like it clicked, you know, you go up two stops, you go down two stops, it was just, I got it really fast. And so, um, but that kind of started my whole, you know, Ray Whitney photography, the professional realm of it. Um, cause I would never really like want to call myself a photographer if I didn't know how to really shoot in different types of lighting. I was just always like nervous yeah. about that. Like, what if I get in this type of light and I don't know what to do, but right. over time I really kind of just figured it out and the business grew organically. It started organically and now it is my whole life and I love it. I love every second of it. I feel like um, here's my percentage. I tell people all the time um, shooting is like 20 to 25% of of what we do, right? Like everything. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. To 80% of it is like behind the computer. It's marketing, yep. website, it's client experience, client retention. It's all of that. And so, yeah. um, I love being behind the camera. Sometimes I wish I was behind the camera even more. <laughs> but um, I love it. So that's a little bit about like what I shoot and how I got started. Um, cool. Where I am now. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, like for me, when I started my business, um, I didn't realize how much time was going to be spent not behind a camera. So I was like, that's cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. like I'll just... I'll just schedule photo shoots and I'll go take pictures of people and it'll be fun. And you know, yeah, I'll be editing photos, but whatever, that's going to be my time that I'm sitting at the computer. Cause at the time I had a nine to five or like more like seven to five yeah. sitting in a cubicle. I was at a computer <laughs> all day, punching in numbers and doing things. Um, and I did not want that. And I was like, all right, photography, that'll be different. I'll yeah. be out there in the world. I'll be taking photos, which I totally am. And I have, yeah. have done. Uh, but I had no idea the, the percentage of time that I would be sitting 
at my computer working yeah, on yeah. You know, Facebook ads or yeah, and out I think marketing. new photographers most new photographers have that experience where they get into it because they love the creative aspect of it and then they sit down and they realize how much actual work yeah. it is behind the scenes and yeah. so yeah I think that that can get discouraging if you go into it not realizing how much work it actually takes on the behind the scenes as well yeah yeah because that's the piece that's going to build that like momentum and that demand that's yeah. really critical for us photographers um the yeah the scenes is really so important so oh. um, but i still love it you know i wouldn't trade it for the world and my prayer is that i get to do this forever um or you know just be in the space of being an entrepreneur have freedom, work with yes. my, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, to me, I feel like it's a calling. It's like a gift. And so I'm yes. just like operating in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love that. We're going to be talking about um, like creating content and everything for social media. But before we get into like creating the content and how to do that, could we touch a little bit on like why it's important to have content for social media and like growing engagement and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So, I mean, I look at social media as, or the internet in general, um, I guess we should say social media and that could be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, any platform where you can just have like a social presence. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like a free way to market your services, right? As long as you do it in the right way. And I say free because initially yeah. it's free. You can absolutely put paid, um, some put some paid, some money behind it and advertise and promote posts and do Facebook ads and things like that, which I think is totally beneficial. But I think before you should put money behind it, you should have a really clear understanding of how to speak to your people, what they're looking for from you, and more specifically, like what you, what you specialize in, right? Like find your specialty and know your niche and just get really clear on, like you asked me at the top of this, what type of photographer are you, right? Yes. I'm not a photographer for like any and everyone. I work with, you know, the people that I really want to create with because it just helps creatively to just have a good working relationship. So Right. Yeah. yeah. And when you're when you're like focused in on one one person or one group or whatever, like, you know, we're we're all mainly wedding photographers. Okay. Um, and that's very different than like your your marketing is gonna be very different than a newborn photographer. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Where it's like, okay, yeah, especially like if you're thinking about because uh, I've been um like taking courses on uh ads and stuff like that and it's all about who you're targeting because you don't just want to like blanket everyone because you know a a 16 year old is not going to be interested in a wedding photographer but maybe for a senior portrait photographer right uh, right so, and then yeah. you want to like, especially with ads, you want to have your target like really niche down so that you are spending less money reaching the people that mm-hmm. you want to reach. So, yes. Yeah, that's really important. Very, very important. Cool. Cool. Okay. Sweet. I love it. Um, so, what kind of what kind of content should we be creating for our social media? Yeah. So. I want to first start and say that we have to create content that shares our story. I think a lot of times, mm-hmm. us photographers, we are trying to like 
hide behind our photos. Like we're just trying to put everyone else out there. Look at this really amazing photo. But what I found is that people, like when I share a picture of myself or yeah, a picture or video of myself, I get more likes and more engagement with that than any other piece of content. So yes, I, yes, I really want us creatives to really just lean into sharing our story, like sharing how you got to where you are, like how, what even got you to being a wedding photographer or, you know, for me, like a wedding photographer, the chic and modern, like, what is that even all about? How did you get there? Because there's stories behind it. And I think sometimes yes. personally, we feel like, oh, it's just like, I mean, we, we kind of downplay our story because it's just regular to us, but to mm. other people, there's some, there's like, it's like some gems in it and something that they can resonate with. And they're mm -hmm. like, oh man, I've, I've experienced that. I've gone through that. So yeah, it's a way for people to connect with you. Yeah. yeah. Connect because truthfully, especially now people want to like really connect with the create creative. They want to connect with the photographer. They want to just feel like, oh, I really, that know, like, and trust factor. They want to feel like, man, I really, I feel like I know her. Like I, I like her, you know, and that then leads to trusting. So Hey guys, a quick break to bring you one of our sponsors, uh, actually a lifetime sponsor of the podcast, and that is us, Light Darko. Um, in addition to bringing you this podcast every week, we also host in-person workshops. Obviously, due to a lot of reasons, mainly a pandemic, we are no longer doing in-person workshops this year, but we are hosting a virtual online workshop uh, the first two weeks of August. It is going to be the same sort of setting as a workshop so it is going to be um, over a private zoom call uh, with us and all of you attendees and you'll be able to turn on your video we can see each other face to face you can ask us questions as we're going through things um, it is going to be a ton of fun no it is not going to be like a 12-hour workshop that you have to take the entire day off what we're going to do is break it up into uh, like two to three hour segments over the course of two weeks so pretty much like every other day uh, we'll, we'll be going over topics like uh, client relationships, um, posing and getting your clients feeling comfortable, editing styles and techniques, business management and taxes. We're going to talk about CRMs and organization and social media marketing and a lot more is going to be a ton of fun. Our in-person workshops are a blast and we have dance parties and we have drinks and we're going to do the same thing virtually with you for sure. We are going to be having some drinks with y'all. We're going to be having dance parties uh, before we get stuff going and it is going to be a blast so go to lightdarkco.com slash workshop to get your seat and to find out more info about the entire process the whole workshop what we're doing it's lightdarkco.com slash workshop and use promo code podcast to save 20% off your virtual seat. Promo code podcast at lightdarkco.com slash workshop, and we will see you face-to-face -face in August. The first piece of content I would say is share your story. I call it your core brand story, um, and it just speaks to what you do, who you do it for, and how you got to doing it right so mm. um that would be the first piece of content i would suggest people share and then 
When the, the other pieces, um, I always say that they should be helpful, insightful, and valuable. So thinking about mm, frequently asked questions, right? Things oh, that yeah. ask you all the time. How many looks should I do for my engagement session? When is the best season to shoot my engagement session if I have a fall wedding? Um, you know, how long, you know, do I have to have professional makeup or how long does it take to get the photos back? Cause I have to create these save to dates or whatever. They're just questions that yeah. clients ask all the time. And maybe they didn't even know that they have the question, but they're like, Oh, that was good. I, now that you say something, I am wondering about that. Mm. So helpful, valuable and insightful content. Um, and that can be, when I say content, it could be captions. It could be, um, a blog post that you then link in your bio. It could be, um, an Instagram TV. It could be a live. It could be a visual, like a couple of visual examples, right? But content is just this like blanket word, but there's so many pieces that you can, you know, create so many things that you can do with it, just kind of finding what feels good to you. Um, and just always thinking about being helpful, insightful, and valuable. Um, and, you know, also speaking to that niche, like to that target, to that genre that you do so that you're mm-hmm. like the repel and attract. Um, yep, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. All about the repel and attract. I'm sitting here like taking notes on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> this is such, it's so good. It's such yeah. a good content. <laughs> you sit and think you're like oh frequently asked questions you can just jot them down and like in google i have like a google spreadsheet and i have like questions and then i'll have like answers and then so if i'm out that's so smart or i'm trying to think of oh what should i post about today i'm like i'm gonna share something that's gonna be that like i'm gonna go to my frequently asked questions or Mm -hmm. um even things like what type of clients do you love to serve service, but like getting really specific, like what, you know, what do they do on their free time or what are their core values or what are your core values or what type of content do you, uh, clients do you not like to service? Um, you know, just, you can think of so many things. Um, yes. Like after a session, if I leave a session and I'm like, dang, I should have, told them this or I should have prepped them in this way because it happens I'll oh, yeah. come jot it down and then I create and then it kind of it becomes in this workflow content like you know so I can just speak to it and I can put it out there and um you can then you know share it in a with with clients in an email like hey if they ask a question oh I already you know I have this video check it out yeah right and so mm-hmm. it's so much for us that we can share we just have to think put ourselves always put yourselves in the shoes of your audience like what would they want to know from you what what do they need to know from you or what questions do they have um or what do you find yourself answering all the time that you're like listen i just need to put this on the internet so it can live there and then i can just kind of send that link out and make it easier so you know yes yeah yeah you don't have to like type out the response every single time it's just like hey go check out this blog go check out this video that i did because one that's i mean that's saving you time every single time and it makes you look like a leader in your industry Mm -hmm. it's like oh yeah i created this video like go watch this and they're like oh yeah yeah, this video is from like four years ago and this is the exact question that i was having Uh, because that's like i i created a a style guide for 
engagement sessions. And that happened because I had an engagement session where the dude wore like a tank top and shorts with Crocs. And I was like, okay, Crocs. Yes. Yeah. And and like the the bride was like, I'm so sorry. Like I tried to get him to dress up, and I'm like, I, no, I I understand. Some guys are just not going to. But after that, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put something together that I can just send out whenever. I'm like, hey, we're we're gonna be scheduling your engagement session soon. Let's talk about dates. Also, here's this guide that'll help you know answer any questions that you might have about style. And I've had a few couples that are like, Oh, I didn't even know that I had those questions. Right. But, you know, yeah. And that, that's when you know your content's really good is when mm. they are like, Oh man, this was so helpful. Like I didn't even think about that, but I knew I yep. probably would have, you know, um, and you're really just, yeah, you're positioning yourself as the expert, the go-to people, and then people will share it. They'll be like, oh, my God. Look oh, yeah. You know, share, look at this video, and they'll just share it, and you never know who's seeing it. And That, too, you're creating a sense of trust with your clients because then they can understand you know what you're talking about, and you they mm. will trust you even further going forward so yeah being able to answer their questions before they ask them is so valuable yeah and you know what that trust factor is really gonna help you with maybe pushing your price point up a little bit like if you're Mm -hmm. you know wanting to increase your price um make a little bit more and maybe shoot less or whatever trust factor is so critical in you know in being able to do that because when people trust you and they see you as the pro it's almost like, I don't care how much he or she charges, like, I want her. I want him. Yep. And so that's, I mean, that's ideal, right? Like, that's oh, like yeah. old. Yeah, so. That's, that's what everyone wants. Everyone, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And I love what you said about having like that Google doc where you just go in there and you have those frequently asked questions. Um, Cause I know for some people like myself included, I'm one of these people that if you're like, yeah, just like sit down and think of questions that people ask. I'm like, I don't know. What questions do people ask? Like, I don't even remember what was going on yesterday. Like (laughs) what is today? Like I I am horrible at remembering things. Um, but having a document where you can just go to on your phone, whether it's a Google doc or just like a note or something where you can just go in there and like, you know what, this couple asked this question, this would be a great blog post uh, topic, or this would be something that would be a a quick 15 minute IG live that I can later save to IGTV and then point people that way and be like, Oh yeah. Uh, you know, that's a great question. A lot of my couples have that. I actually have a video on IGTV that you can go check out. Here's the link. And yeah, yeah, you really look like the pro. And then I think sometimes for us wedding photographers, we forget that for the most part, like this, probably the first time your couple has planned a wedding, Mm-hmm. you know, got into this whole world of weddings where we've kind of been in it and there's just so, so many things that we're like, oh yeah, that, duh, you know, but put, just think about like the people that are just starting to plan a wedding and all of the different vendors and all the different pieces and how it flows with photography. You oh, can yeah. put content in that way. You know what I mean? Uh, why you, you might need 
eight hours versus six hours or, you know, first looks, family portraits, uh, just Mm -hmm. so many things, you know? Um, And so I think for us photographers, man, we, as especially wedding photographers, we're a part of like every part of the day. And so we see it from like a big picture view. And when you are like this helpful, kind of being helpful in advance, it just helps them help you. (laughs) Um, And so that they're like aware. And when, when it unfolds in the day, you know, I've had so many clients like look at me and they're like, you told me this, like you told me this was going to happen. You know, you prepared me for this, you know, and so it kind of gives them this level of reassurance. And again, that, that trust. Um, so, so much content, so many gems, so many, con- so many pieces of content, right? Uh, right in there, what we're talking about that you can oh, go, yeah. yeah, jot down some ideas. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Like, uh, like even just, setting aside because I have to like schedule time in my in my day or it's not going to happen I'm going to get caught up editing photos or I'm just going to get in that loophole of you know emails and Instagram and all that kind of stuff Um, but if I schedule like I'm going to schedule 15 minutes to just brainstorm some frequently asked questions and that's all that you're doing like block everything else out you're not worrying about your inbox you're not worrying about you know whatever's going on just like 15 minutes to just think of okay what have been some things that people have asked if I was a bride what would I be doing or when I was a bride what were some things that I was asking right Uh, Right. because because you're right we totally get lost or don't even think of like this is a very new thing for them very and it's yeah it's such second nature for us you know yeah it can be overwhelming you know that i sure wedding now covid there's just so many pieces to it Mm -hmm. um and so just think about like what keeps them up at night or what keeps them not like moving forward with booking with you um yeah really looking for like what are their true desires what are the final product that they want to get out of it um and when you think about stuff like that, now you're really honing in on your target audience even more because like my target audience might for sure want to be published in a magazine or, you know, featured on all these blogs where some mm. other photographers, they're like, no, I don't really want any of that. I just want really beautiful photos that, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so um, just kind of really kind of just taking some time and just thinking about, all the things we talked about is going to be such a game changer and then creating captions, creating videos, creating blog posts, speaking on it and just really like letting them know that, you know, um, you know best and that you're here to help helpful being helpful. Yeah. Do you think that it would be helpful for like taking one of those questions, one of those like pieces of content that um, you may have created as uh, a caption on Instagram and then like repurposing it and turning it into a blog post, repurposing it, turning into IGTV, like. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, Yeah, I'm like the queen of repurposing. I tell tell my coaching students all the time and like my members that like are, that have done my course that when you start to repeat yourself in your message, that's how you know you are really speaking to, you're getting really good with your messaging. Because repurposing Mm -hmm. is critical, right? Especially for us. 
There are new brides and grooms that come in every year. There's new business owners that are mm -hmm. branding photos. And you just keep speaking to what they need to know about. You know, 2020, 2019 brides are all done, but hey, here we come for 2020 and 2021. And so when you're starting to feel like your messaging is repeating itself, you're getting good. You're getting good. Um, and so, yeah, make it a caption. Go in depth in the blog post. Make an IGTV. You really never know where the content is going to catch your audience mm. and gonna most resonate with them. Um, and so you want to just don't just say it one time. Like, don't just tell your story one time. Tell your story. You know what I mean? Every new follower, you can get new followers and all the things. And so repurposing is powerful it's needed um don't you know don't feel like you're like when you feel like you're beating the dead horse you're doing great keep mm. beating the dead horse yeah I would yeah because like isn't it i'm mean, going into percentages here um isn't it like three percent of your followers or something crazy like that like that's all that sees your photos on Facebook, Instagram, um, like that, that's about it. So, cause I, I can feel like I'm beating a dead horse with, uh, with talking about certain things. I'm like, oh, my, like my followers have got to be just annoyed. Like, Oh, John's talking about this again. Um, but that's not the response that I get. And that might be like a few people. Cause there, there's like a handful that like they're there all the time and yeah, they're like, yeah they're 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 my core Your group core like, people that's, that's yeah. awesome. and uh and i try to try to encourage them and like engage with them as much as i can because they're actually showing up um, yeah. but i also don't want to like annoy them with the same sort of thing uh well you'll but, be surprised people are like oh my god i love when you share tips i love when you mm -hmm you know, talk about X, Y, and Z, and they may not even be planning a wedding, or they may not even be having a branding or, a, you know, a portrait, oh, yeah. stuff, but they still really love it. They love to kind of just see you operate in your, like, your zone, your, like, niche, you know, so, yeah, it's a very small percentage of people that see our content, and, um, yeah, yeah, so it's so it's so important to just kind of keep beating the horse, keep beating the dead horse. Mm. <laughs> So here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it is a really weird saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or maybe like I don't know. We could we can come up with a new a new phrase to say, uh, like you know, keep hammering the nail on the head or something. There you I don't go. Know. There you yeah. go. That's probably better than eating the dead horse. Like <laughs> I just I looked on my shelf and there's a hammer and I was like, oh, yeah, that would work. Um, so. <laughs> Way to, way to go me for not taking that back out to the shed this morning. Oh. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, with all those, uh, like, frequently asked questions and, like, creating that content, what other content should we also be creating, like, behind-the-scenes stuff or... Yeah, like, absolutely behind-the-scenes. Like, people love to see behind the scenes. I've started like at sessions when I remember, I'll do like my time-lapse camera, of just set, mm -hmm. it, set my phone up, go to time-lapse, put it on, and it's like just me and moving. People love it. Do you bring like a, do you bring like a little tripod or something to set that up on or you just like find a, a place to set it up? 
I literally just find a place and prop my phone up because it's one of those things <laughs> where I'm like, oh, time lapse. Like I have to remember it. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Especially if I'm like, mm. I don't really want to. You know, there's sometimes when you're like, I don't really want to be on stories today. Like I'm just gonna do mm-hmm. this quick time lapse, and you still get to see like behind the scenes. But people love behind the scenes. They um, do. It's true. I just shot a wedding last weekend, a very small wedding, and I. I was looking at my insights. More people watch that almost than any other story of mine in the whole COVID, you know? Uh, Yeah, Uh, yeah. so it's so interesting to see like what people like to see. Um, You can also ask your audience, put a question in your stories. I think stories is a really cool way to be just authentic and fun and it doesn't have to be pretty and perfect. It could just be like, hey y'all, what's up? This is what, you know, what I want to know what you guys like to see or what, ask questions, get people kind of commenting back and starting that, you know, communication. Um, Because the more you kind of do that, the more they'll just like pay attention to your stories even more. Um, And stories is just like algorithm. It's just like the algorithm. Like if you don't engage with people's content on their timeline or their stories, they're not going to show up in your stories or on your yeah. It's the same thing. And so mm. um, definitely behind the scenes, you know, um, at the end of a session, especially if it was a really good session, it felt good. The couple just had a ball seemingly. I would say, hey, you know, what was it like? Like, how, how did you like shooting with me? Or what was your favorite part? Or how did you feel before? And how do you feel now? Um, People love that. People love that. And so um, it kind of just shows that you're still working. It gets to show people your personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also can, like, people love to see real real people. You know, like, oh, you know. Yeah. You know, they like to hear the words of what, how they experience it. Again, because bride and grooms, if they've never been married, they're a little nervous. People, you know, they're like, I don't know. I have so many, I've had so many times where people are like, oh, I, I'm not a model. Like, we're not a model. So I know you get models all the time. And I'm, yeah, like, I'm like, thank you. Good. I'm good with that. <laughs> I even shoot models. Like, I just, I feel like I just make people feel like, I don't know. But I'm like, no, you're, you'll be fine. You know? Um, yeah. Once I kind of get them to relax and just like they start shooting, they're like, oh my God, this was just really a good time, you know? So definitely behind the scenes, some time lapse, um, questions. Um, yeah, I like oh, the time so, lapse that you do. You like that, that? That was, yeah. Like I, I saw the one that you did with the branding session for uh, yeah. Shola the other day. Yeah. And I was like, that looks like a lot of fun. Like y'all are all over the place. You're like moving the camera in between. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was moving the camera and um it, it it came out good. At first I was like, I don't yeah. know if this much is gonna work. We'll see. But then it really worked out really well. Um mm. We had a good time. We were like talking and hanging out, shooting our brand intention. I feel like we talked just as much as we shot. So that was a lot of fun. Um, but people really resonated with that. They're like, oh my gosh, I love her couch. I had some people like um, inquire with me, like, oh, I just saw that you did that. That's a, you know, that's another way where people can see themselves in their, in mm. things. Yep. And it gets them yes. to see you, start the conversation, inquire with you and all the things like that. And so... Yeah, just take a yeah. little, just takes a tiny bit. It's what? the easiest thing ever. It's promise you, it's the easiest thing ever. Yeah, I, I feel like that would be so really good. So what are good. some tips that you could maybe give for 
sorry. (laughs) What are some tips that maybe you could give for gathering uh, or for doing some behind the scenes, like on a wedding day? Like how do you make that happen? So on a wedding day, um, what I've started to do within like the last two-ish years is I'm grateful to say like I have mentees or I have like members, my coaching students and stuff. And so I... I'll have me, my second shooter, and then I'll typically have like an assistant um, okay. for the most part. It, micro weddings are a little bit different, but I try to have someone there. Sure. And as they're learning or kind of just assisting me, I'm also like, hey, like get some video of me just shooting or take some pictures. So I'll basically have someone kind of do some social media coverage. Um Another cool thing at a wedding day is like set up a little time lapse, right? Like set up, um, set your phone in a corner where you'll be kind of moving around, good light, Mm. light, um, and and do that. Sometimes um, I will just take like, I'll do some video, like, especially the start of the day. I'm like, hey, it's such and such wedding day in my stories. I'll just say, hey, it's wedding day. I'm going to, you know, do some behind the scenes. And throughout the day, if I can remember, I'll just maybe do a quick video or something like that um, or share like a boomerang of me doing something. Um, And yeah, so... I bring an assist. I have like assistants. Some of my mentees just kind of come, and as they're learning on the spot, they're also like helping me kind of create some social media coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, if my second photographer is not too busy, and they're kind of like, well, "What do you need? What do you need?" I'm like, "Oh, maybe do a video now." Um, especially when when the couple gets all good and comfortable, and they're just mm-hmm. in the moment. I'm like, "Ooh, yeah, good. right," because um, they're they're all that's like, a good time. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, John, you were there, my, um, the small micro wedding we had in Houston. I had my camera set up, and I think the bride thought it was her friend's camera. She's like, I'm so glad you're videotaping this, because she thought it was her friend's camera. So she's all on the camera like, that's my camera. She's like, really? And I was like, girl, dance it up. Like, do whatever, you know? So I tried to set up a time lapse, and she was just all into it. So... <laughs> that's fun <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so um I would just say maybe bring an assistant or have your second shooter from time to time maybe just do like some social just behind the scenes pictures videos they don't have to do it in social app they can really just do it on your phone um whenever you can just think about it because again people love to see love to see behind the scenes of a wedding they love to see it so um it's out of all the 10 million things we're already thinking about, yes, it's another thing to think about, but it's also one of those things that um, can bring you more clients or get people like really connecting with you because when you share stuff in stories, um, it starts a conversation right in your DM, right? Yeah. So to me, that's powerful. Like, um, so yeah, I mean, I just try like, I try to remember it. Sometimes I don't do the best at it, but I try my hardest to kind of put it on the top of my brain, especially now that I can bring some assistants with me and say, hey, you know, um, you're responsible for doing some video um, and then kind of seeing what they come up with later. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's awesome. And, and you kind of mentioned this earlier that that really – kind of endears potential clients to you and allows them to see, okay, yeah, this is not a model couple. 
No, and right. then whenever they see their photos later in the week, they're like, oh, wow. Like, that's yeah. what they look like now? And they were all like, what do I do with my hands? And super awkward. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they're like, okay, yeah, that's just like us. Like, we we can look that good, too. All right, now I'm going to hire her. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, so it's really cool. It's it's good. And, and then also, like, people like especially brought people have never done this wedding. They've never, you know, they get to kind of just see like a peek behind the curtain on like what it's like yeah. for us on a wedding, a little peek. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. it's really hard to um, see it all, but it's cool to see some behind the scenes. Um, I, love, yeah. I love to watch other people behind the scenes. It doesn't have to be. Oh yeah, things, me too. Know? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Like, I love a good Todd Wax, you know? So I'm, um, I just try to think about that when it comes to, um, you know, putting some stuff out that my people will resonate with as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. We, we got a question um, in the Facebook group uh, from, <laughs> from Ayla. She was uh, kind of going back. We talked about this a little bit earlier about kind of uh, like niching down to what you love shooting. And she was saying... Uh, you know, would you recommend doing like two different accounts if you really love doing like weddings, but you also love doing like family shoots or senior photos or something yeah. like that? So I always, I, I, get, I got this question a few times before and I'm, my first thing is like, how good are you at running one account? Like if you feel like, if you feel confident that you could do two, then consider two but if you're barely showing up to one i would not do two it's it's a lot of work or i would consider maybe outsourcing i do know specifically for weddings we have to continue to market ourselves specifically for weddings like if you want to be a wedding photographer you have to show wedding history you have to speak to that like you can't just you can't be all over the place because they're not going to see you as the expert they're not going to see you as the wedding pro Mm -hmm. um and so I, I, I have one account, like I have Ray Whitney Photography and I have Photobomb Academy, which is education. So on there, I share a little bit of family, a little bit of portraits, weddings. Um, for the most part, it's going to be couple heavy because I never want people to not think of me as like an engagement in wedding photographer. Mm-hmm. And then what happens in the midst of it is there's a little sprinkles of family or a little sprinkle of, you know, branding or individual photos where those people will still inquire. But for the most part, I'm like, I want to make sure that within my grid, I have like some sort of a bride or some sort of a detail or some sort of couple photo. Because to me, I, you know, that is my specialty, one of my specialties. And again, when you're marketing the weddings, you have to speak to weddings. Like yeah. you I don't want to say so you have to, yeah. but I mean, I think the higher price point, you have to, you have to show it. Um, so, so I, it's hard to say if you should do two, I think first ask yourself, am I good at one? Am I constant? Am I consistently showing up at one? If you find yourself saying yes, then I'm like, yeah, then create a separate one, um, separate them. But I think if you're like, if you're anything like me, Ray Whitney is the brand, and under that is wedding photography, branding photography, couple, mm-hmm. a little bit of yeah. family. And so I just kind of look at my grid, and I'm strategically sharing imagery that speaks to what I do and who I do it for. Like 
I look at my my nine, my top nine. Within my top nine mm-hmm. should always be a couple, should always be a photo of me, should always be, you know, just for two, uh, for sure a couple and a for sure a photo of me. Everything else can kind of fit in between, um, you know, details, maybe some bridesmaids photos or groomsmen photos. People mm-hmm. love stuff like that. But I'm always just trying to look at my top nine and um, be sure to make sure it very clearly shows who I shoot in like the type of work that I do. Because I find that like portrait mm-hmm. people are going to inquire with you regardless. It's not yeah. the other way around. Wedding people aren't mm-hmm. going to inquire with you if they don't see weddings but because it's a big deal yeah it's yeah, not it's like big. okay i need headshots they want to make sure so. you can do it yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 and your type of clients want to make sure you can do it there are clients that right. hire any photographer for their wedding that's mm-hmm. fine too but that's not my client like my client is looking right. for a person that is a professional that knows what they know because they want to kind of in a sense like pass it on. Like, girl, I trust everything that you do. Everything, right. you know, I'm like listening to everything and I love that. So it's kind of, I feel like that's a personal call, but I'm not against having to. I just want you to be consistent on, if you on do to, you have to be consistent. Otherwise the algorithm is not going to play in your favor. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest. I have a, a, a separate family Instagram, but I I only opened it so that my families, because I I still do family sessions for like families that I've had for like 10 years, you know, and then I I get the occasional new family type of thing, but it's not my bread and butter. It's not what what I spend a lot of time on. Um, So I literally just started that so my families can get sneak peeks on social media. So it is, it's not something that, and they all know, like, it's not something that I like post on consistently at all. But after they get their session, then they get a sneak peek because for a little while, you know, I, well, when I first started, I was family and newborn. And so they always got a peek at first. And then I, when I went into weddings and my account became like really heavy weddings, they're like, can we get a sneak peek? And I'm like, Oh, I don't want to post it on this yeah. one. You know, I post, I post one here and there, you know, but like, that's not what I yeah. want people to see on my regular account. So mm. I have that one just for my, uh, cup, my clients to have a sneak peek. So Oh, that's really nice. So yeah, I mean, it's a lot of work <laughs> running multiple multiple social media platforms. It's, it's a lot. Oh yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Um, I think people just like ask yourself, "Am I already doing really, really good? If so, then yeah, do the second one. If you're kind of already struggling, I would be like, yeah. focus <laughs> focus on the one that you have, and yeah, and, and maybe sprinkle great. some in every now and then. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. do the same, like I'll do family sessions for uh, my past couples or from families that I've been shooting for years, uh, but I rarely have new families coming in to do shoots. So I'll do like one every couple months or so, just like put a family photo up on Instagram. Yeah. I do more on Facebook because uh, I feel like like the Facebook there's not like a Facebook grid. You can yeah. kind of scroll down and yeah. you're seeing like my, my banner image is a couple at their wedding. So, you know, yeah. I'm a wedding photographer. There you go. That's important. That's really mm. important on Facebook. Yeah. But I, I also try to do like little sneak peeks in my stories because oh. they're only there for about, you know, a day. Yeah, that's and, true. That's a great. Uh, and I can, I can throw one up and, and I can tag, uh, you know, the mom or dad or whoever, and then they can share that to their stories. Uh, yeah. 
yeah. which which could be a great way to find uh, more couples. Even. For sure. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I love looking at people's stories and I'm oh, always finding a new page from someone else's story. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think sneak peeks in the story is so smart on the timeline and on the story. It's mm-hmm. really- yeah. 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 Pretty much anytime anyone like mentions someone, on their in their story i'm just like all right cool i'm gonna oh, go yeah. check out them and watch all of their yep. stories and yeah, see if yeah, I wanna follow them. yeah yeah and i think you know when we start to think about like how we like interact with content with other people on social like some of your favorite pages or people on social like what about them do you really love and why do you love them when you start mm, to really yeah. just pay attention to that you can then mimic it for your people like whether it's they get real real in their their stories and they're like just telling you know being authentic and you see their personality shine through or whatever it is like people when you just you really can sit and think okay who do you love on social like why do you love them what about them do you love what kind of content do they create that you just feel like it's like oh my god this is so good i'm like leaning on everything that they share as soon as i see something i'm clicking it you know Mm -hmm. um then you can then kind of mimic it mimic that because there's people out there that probably feel the same exact way about you um and you just want to make sure that you just pay attention to that um because the same thing that resonates with you or people that you love you want that for your audience as well cool yeah yeah 100 percent. so um before we kind of wrap this up today what are like three things that our listeners can do today like this afternoon as they're listening to this what can they do to move forward in uh, like setting themselves up for creating content yes well, one, go make your Google Doc or your note pad mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. your phone. Jot down all of the frequently asked questions that you get and create content around that, right? Um, so create, ca- create captions or stuff. Resurface that content. That's two. Like, if you share it on Instagram, share it on Facebook, make it a blog post, make it an IGTV, um, maybe share it in your stories or whatever. Like, repurpose the content. And then the third piece I would say is stop hiding behind your photos, share your story, make sure that you are sharing a professional picture of yourself on your timeline, within your grid, um, within your Facebook page, talk about who you do, what you do, how you got there. And just like your inspiration, people want to connect with people. People buy from people more than anything. And so those would be the three things that I would say, like us photographers, we hide behind our photos. I do it. And I'm like constantly pushing myself out of that zone um, because I'm like, people buy from people. And um, so, yeah, I would say do that. Those are three. You can do it today. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, cool. This was uh, was so fun having you on. So before, before we wrap up, we do a little, um, what we're loving, uh, kind of segment here where we talk about what we're loving, uh, movies, you know, uh, camera gear could be food, could be anything, uh, at all. Could just be the idea of free time. Um, but, uh, Rachel, do you want to go first? What are you loving this week? Sure. Um, so I started listening to a new podcast. Cool. Um, we talked cool. about it. <laughs> but, 
Um, and it's just, I, I, a lot of podcasts that I listen to are just junk food for the brain, but they're so good. Um, so, so this one is, uh, fake doctors, real friends, and it's all about scrubs. Um, they like watch each episode by episode and then talk to each other about like what was happening behind the scenes and all mm-hmm. that. I love those kind of podcasts. So yeah. uh, I started listening, found this one just randomly started listening to it and I'm loving it. Oh yeah. Donald so Faison's like Oprah this. introduction oh for every guest that they him. have is, is the he's best. so good. Is, is, is great. So I mean, I have I have loved him as an actor since Clueless, of course. So. Oh yes. Mm. So let me be yes. honest with you guys. I'm like not a TV. Person. I'm like <laughs> people like make movie references. I know Clueless. I know Clueless. <laughs> <laughs> But people make movie references to me all the time, and I'm like, uh huh, yeah. I, I feel like that with like newer TV shows. Okay, okay. I don't tend to uh-huh. watch, uh, like especially network television. I, I don't really watch a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, that's on we Hulu just we do a whatever. lot of yeah Netflix or Hulu. Um, mm. But yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, really, let's be honest. When we sit down to watch TV, it's usually like as we're going to bed, and we kind of stick our like oldies but goodies, like you know, your Parks and Rec, mm. your Office, oh, Friends, because we've got the box set, so I don't have to worry about Netflix taking it away. Yeah. <laughs> all those good ones so you know i've i've been going back through scrubs and watching it with uh zach and donald oh, with the too. podcast and it's i was like <laughs> yes, i forgot so how much i really love this show it was really good I don't know if I've ever watched it. oh right it's so, oh it's so good it's so funny and it's a good one to just like like you don't have to really think hard <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's just like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a good, good one. Good background show, lots of comedy. Uh, it's, Ooh, it's great. Lots and of it comedy. Still holds it's up. so funny. Like 20 years later, it's still a great show. Right. My friends in the office, I can get with. Again, those are, you know, comedy, easy. Mm. Think much about it. You can just cut it on, cut it off. Martin, for me, I love Martin. Oh, that's a good uh, one. Oh yeah. my gosh, I hadn't thought about that one in forever. <laughs> oh, I used to watch that one all the time when it would come on. Yes, that's a good one. Um, oh, if you like The Office and you like uh, Friends, you would love Scrubs. Okay. It's a little, their com- comedy is a little different. It's a little more, uh, what would you call it? It's a little different, but it's still like. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of narration uh, okay. yeah. by, by uh, yeah. uh, JD. Because yeah, he's just like in his character. head and you can hear his his voice where he's talking like this. You hear his thought. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good impression. Thanks. I've been, I've been working on it for about 20 years now. You've been working on that? He's a Google. Oh, so good. My good friend, uh, JT and I used to do, we, we stole a few things, uh, from shows like our secret handshake or like not secret, but like our handshake was the Troy and Abed handshake from community. And we would do the, uh, the Turk and JD Eagle thing where I'd like jump on his back and just Eagle. And (laughs) But it's been a while since so we've seen each other. You have to watch Scrubs to get that reference. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Those references both went over my head, but it's okay. It's cool, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's fun. Time. 
<laughs> uh, okay, Ray, what are you loving this week? Ooh, yeah. so, let's see. Um, I love HGTV in general. Love it or listed. The Property mm. Brothers. Oh, uh, those are all good. Like Island, well, Island House Hunters. I love all of them. Oh, we love oh, that yeah. one. Yes. Um, in my mind, I'm totally going to buy a beach house one day. So I'm just like prepping myself for it. Totally. Yeah, like some of those beach houses they're finding, it's like $200,000. I'm like, this yeah, is like beachfront like, property. Okay, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, I can do it. Totally do it. So I'm gonna, I'm, that's like on my bucket list for sure in life. But I'm a big bookworm. Like I love to read. Um, I'm okay. Reading three books at a time right now. Probably not the smartest thing to do, but no, I do cool. the same thing. It's cool. So I am like finishing the Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Hendricks. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's so good. It talks about your zone of genius and mm. how, like, um, you know, to really operate in it, and how sometimes we can self sabotage um, ourselves because of fear or resistance and not showing up in your zone of genius. So I really enjoy it. I really am loving it. I think everyone, every entrepreneur that is just finding themselves like kind of sometimes scared or like not operating at your highest self, um, you should definitely read it and you, it will definitely get your whole mind together and have you feeling empowered and stuff. So um, okay. that and like I said, HGTV. And you know what? It's July. So a good grill moment. I love food and I'm just like obsessed with grilling. Oh yeah. <laughs> does it all the time. But I'm like, I love, you know, just being outside. I'm like, I have a flower garden and I'm just obsessed with my Oh yeah. I know. So that's my, that's my little getaway retreat when I'm not behind the computer and not working and not shooting and stuff like that. So yeah, that's nice. what I'm Awesome. I know. There is something special. Like, I don't know if it's like a nostalgic thing or what, but like just that feeling of grilling yeah. and like like the smoke and the heat from the grill, but also the heat from the sun. And it's just, it's uncomfortable, but it feels great. Feels great. Um, you know, feels a nice great. cold drink in your hand and the kids play it <laughs> in the water. It's like, yeah, like nice perfect. cold drink, like some music. I'm, I'm just mm -hmm. like a happy place. So, oh, yeah. Um, really kind of just, I mean, we can't do much, right? So like quarantine and yeah. uh, pandemic, you have to be really careful. So you just find things in your house or, you know, the small joy yep. of life and definitely um, cooking and just like tending to my outdoor space is really bringing me, even though it's hot as crap here in Houston, you gotta, uh -huh. when the sun goes down, it's so hot, but I really love it. And I'm um, finding a lot of just like joy and like, mental escape a little bit so I can get some clarity on things um, in, in my back. So that's really fun. Thanks. Yeah. What about you, John? Okay. Um, I'm loving, so, so we are big Hamilton fans. Um, I want to watch it. It's really good. I, yeah. I, I watched the first part of it and I couldn't pay that close attention. So I, I need to watch it when I can like pay attention. The music is so yeah. good we Ugh. we watched it uh like we just kind of had it on uh because it came out on disney plus like last friday as we're yeah. recording yeah. this um and uh we just kind of like had it on and we couldn't really pay attention because kids uh so then that evening we just like poured a little wine and we had yeah. some chocolate and we just like sat there and watched it and we watched the entire like two and a half three hours of the show Ugh. until about 
you know, one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, we're like, yeah, no, that was worth it. Like it was, it was really good. I, I, um, definitely a visual person. I loved the soundtrack, but sometimes I didn't know who was singing. Uh, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different voices. I'm like, is this Lynn manuel or is this Chris Johnson? Like what's, who's this? Um, and, uh, seeing them in person, I'm like, okay, I, I understand that dots. was, that was George Washington singing this one. That makes a lot more sense. Or like one song that I thought was Hamilton singing to someone was, uh, actually, Oh, I don't know. I don't remember who it was now. Uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson. And, uh, I was like, Oh, okay. cool. Yeah. I didn't realize that that's, that's who was singing this one. So seeing it, um, live, or I guess the, the people singing it is, yeah it adds a lot to it. Um, and my wife, like, cause the Hamilton soundtrack came out shortly after our son was born. So that whole like newborn mm-hmm. stage of being at home and, you know, feeding a kid every two hours and, and all that, like Hamilton really helped her go through that. Cause I had to go back to work like, uh, you know, two days after he was born, uh, which was not awesome. And, uh, and I, yeah, so I was gone a lot and she just like had that Hamilton soundtrack and it was great. So we've been loving it and just rewatching it over and over again. Well, um, I'm so and, excited about watching it. I'm watching it. I'm either going to watch it tonight or tomorrow night. It's happening. Yeah. I have to, cause everyone's yeah. talking about it. So it's, oh, yeah. yes, the music is so good. You will love it. It's going to, yeah. 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 And then like the third act, just like, it tears at your heart. It's just that's like, what I heard. that's what I heard. It gets serious. Um, so that's one of the things that I'm loving. Um, and that's on Disney plus. If I didn't mention that already. Um, also a show on Amazon prime called homecoming. Okay. Um, it Wait, was advertised. That that... <laughs> oh, I okay. Never mind. I know what it is. Okay. It's a, it's a Gimlet one, right? Yes. It's Gimlet. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which is cool. And, uh, it was, like I opened up Amazon prime or the prime video, whatever. And it was like homecoming. And then it was like, watch this. And I was like, yeah, that looks cool. So I clicked watch. I didn't realize that it's already in season two. So I watched season two without watching season one. Um, And you can totally do that. Cause did you listen uh, to the podcast? No, I did not listen to the podcast. Uh, Okay. I found out that it was a podcast. It came out. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I listened to the podcast when it first came out because I'm obsessed with all things Gimlet Media. And and then I saw that they put that out and it's Julia Roberts plays that main character. So, I mean, it's, it's, I, and I haven't watched the show. So I need to go. It's in season one. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, oh, yeah, but it changes in season two. That's right. It changes in season two. It's kind of, it's kind of a different story. Um, Yeah. But like the, the lead, uh, the lead actors are amazing and like it's it's a story that it like starts at the end and mm-hmm. then goes back to the middle and then like into the beginning and like mm-hmm. kind of jumps around a little bit but it's a really interesting story of like what's going on and and all that yeah, really um, cool. probably yeah. if you watch season one first you kind of know a little bit of what's going on. <laughs> so if you, if you're like me and you just love being like, I don't know. And like trying to figure it out, watch season two before you watch season one. <laughs> yeah. Cause like I, I saw that and I was like, man, I wish they had more seasons. I was like, Oh, there's a season one. Oh, 
okay, cool. And I, I watched the first episode. I was like, oh, he's in the next season. This is backstory. Um, but it's, it's uh, I guess, story uh, for the first season. So anyway, there's that one. Watch it in whatever order you want to. It's it's good. I didn't, I enjoyed it. Cool. Um, I, I yeah. Scrubs and Homecoming. I got it. I got it. On it, mm-hmm. oh, okay. yeah, yeah, okay, done already. Kind of, <laughs> <laughs> well, sweet. Well, Ray, thanks so much for being on the show today. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so yes, much thank thank you. for having me. This is a, yeah. this was a lot of good conversation and good flow. And I hope the information was helpful for the photographers out there. Oh, I, I know it is. Cause like I was, yeah. I was thinking, okay, I'm going to be like, whenever I'm re-listening I, I'm to this, to edit it, I'm like, I'm going to be <laughs> taking all these notes and like hey, implementing all this stuff. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So before we go, can you uh, tell our listeners like how to find you and any like fun things you're doing right now that they might need to know about? Absolutely. So I would love for y'all to connect with me on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is Ray Whitney. Ray is spelled R-H-E-A, so it's a little different, but Ray Whitney is the IG handle. Uh, I also have an educational platform. It's called Photobomb Academy, and I help your I help make your photos and your business bomb. That's like my little slogan. So Photobomb Academy love is it. the IG handle for that. Um, and I have a free private Facebook group as well, uh, Photobomb Academy. So search for that. Come on, join us over there. I'm always like in there dropping gems. John's in there. Yep. I just I just linked to it in the the Facebook Live too. So anyone who's watching right now, you can just click on that. Awesome, awesome. Um, and so I within the Photobomb Academy, I have a, a, um, some digital courses. My signature course is called From Hobbyist to Pro. Um, enrollment is not open now as they're I'm actually going through my third class. So that's really exciting. Um, it's, it teaches the business foundations for photographers, um, just how to build the business, how to build that brand, all of the things that we need to know, the roadmap that I took that that got me to be able to go full time. Um, And I'm also... On July 15th, which I'm super excited about, I'm doing a live workshop course on how to how to recreate your style of work. Um, and so I'm going to be talking about the five concepts that you have to consider when it when it comes to recreating your style of work consistently. So it's going to be so good, mm-hmm. so many gems. So if there's anyone out there that kind of is struggling with settings, understanding light, just understanding you know all the things that it takes to recreate your style, which is so critical critical for us. Um, oh, yeah. Clients pay for. They want you yes. to see your work and then they want you to recreate. Come join me there. Yes. It's going to be really good. It's going to be live. So I'll be answering, doing a live q and I'm going to be showing some behind the scene video from the wedding I just shot uh, last weekend, um, showing how I shot it and then actually showing the images and walking through, you know, my train of thought to get there for my style of work. So it's going to be really good. July 15th, um, Come and join me. I would love that. So if you want to know more about it, slide in my DM on IG, Ray Whitney Photobomb Academy, or come to the private, you know, free private Facebook group. And I would love to have you um, and help you within your business. That's awesome. That sounds like awesome. like something that I would have loved. Like that's what I needed. Uh, like even even like four years into the business, I was still all over the place with my editing style, all over the place with how my photos looked. And there was not like a consistent 
like whenever my photos were popping up in someone's grid or feed or whatever, uh, they weren't like, Ooh, that's John's photo. It was just like, I was all over the place. So if you are all over the place right now, for sure join yeah um, come and yeah be really good and if the workshop the live workshop is 97 so i think it's a really good to me oh yeah good, yeah um again live q a so whatever questions everyone has uh, they will get answered um and i'm breaking it down video photo all the things composition all the things so i'm excited about it and um you know i know that it's a vital part for us photographers um mm-hmm. to really get that domain that demand and that momentum that we desire is our style um you want someone to be able to see a photo and be like man i know right to that without even really seeing a name attached so yeah that really sets you apart from other people too it really does it really 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 does so i'm excited about it and i'm like prepping my slides and everything and it's gonna be good it's gonna be so good Awesome. Awesome. We will have all of those uh, links to to everything Ray just talked about uh, in our show notes. uh, So you can go there and you can click on all those and subscribe and follow her and join the workshop and all the things. All the things, all the things. Come on and be a part. Never, you know, never too, never can be a part of too many photography communities. Well, you can, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you you really are, you know, just really resonating and things like that. And you Mm. want to be like, I'm here, I'm totally here and would love to connect with them. Sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, cool. Thanks again. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was fun. This was fun. I'm excited about sharing this with my community too. Yay. Yay. That'll be great. All right, y'all. We will, uh, we'll see y'all next week. Bye, Facebook. Bye, Bye, Facebook. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Light and Dark Podcast. You can join us next week live on Facebook in our Light and Dark Photography Podcast group by heading to lightdarkco.com slash join FB or by searching Facebook for Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I'm Rachel Driscoll and you can find me on Instagram at Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield and you can find me on Instagram at allheartphoto. The Light and Dark Podcast is recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can find the show notes with all the things at lightdarkco.com slash podcast. This podcast was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme is by the talented John Isaac. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.